Artifact, it belongs in a museum. Run back and find the others. Tell Mr. Havoc that there are men living in the caves. Have him bring the sheriff. It's only a snake. Did you hear what I said? Right. Run back, Mr. Havoc, the sheriff. What, what are you going to do? I don't know. Think of something. Dig with your hands, not with your mouth. Wait, come to 20. No, Dad, you listen. Junior! One, two, three, four. In Greek. Ena, Leo, Ria. Tessida, Dente. I brought the sheriff. This is the man I want to see. And there were five or six of them. I just All right. came after me. You still got it? Well, yes, sir. It's right here. I'm glad to see that. Because the rightful owner of this cross will press charges and give it back. He's got witnesses, five or six of them. of honor in our Spanish collection. We can discuss my honorarium over dinner and champagne tonight. Your treat. Yes, my treat. Do you know how long I've been looking for that? All my life. You know, the, the real deal is that we are all in search of something. Wouldn't you guys agree? So if I was to sit down, we were to have a cup of coffee, what would it be that you are looking for. Better education, a better job, greater experiences, better marriage, better state of mind. How about parole for our God behind bars campuses? More money, more something. The fact is that we all want something. Every single one of us wants something. And 
What we oftentimes don't realize is in search of that something can easily consume us. Now, a lot of us don't really think of what, you know, the decisions that we make, the choices we make, the beliefs that we have are all a part of our own personal crusade. Our crusade defined something, that something. What if I told you that there was a roadmap and a roadmap that led to all the way to the thing that you're looking for the most, straight to the holy grail of your happiness? What would that be worth? Matter of fact, what would you be willing to give? What would you be willing to do to get that? John, one of Jesus's early and closest disciples, shares a story with us about an odd encounter that Jesus has with a woman. We know her as the woman at the well. In John 4, 4 through 6, it says, it says this, and Jacob's, Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Now, all of us are thirsty. Some of you hadn't done this yet, so let me give you an opportunity. If you got your can, are you with me? You hadn't done it because you're afraid. Go ahead, grab your can. Here we go. Are you ready? On count of three. One, two, three. There we go. See, I, I knew what you were thinking. Come on. Isn't that a great sound? <clears throat> what is it about that sound? It's not the sound. It's actually what's going to come next, that we get to tr take an incredible drink because all of us become thirsty in life. Would you agree with that? We're all thirsty, thirsty for more, thirsty for enough, thirsty for anyone or anything to fill us so that we can keep going in this journey. The real question I want us to think about this week, and if you're ready, say I'm ready. Which cup will you drink from? Welcome all of our campuses this weekend to another sequel of Back to the Movies where we tell them of him and we combine faith and film to help everyone encounter the real love of Jesus like never before. This, by the way, if you were, if you missed this past weekend, or if you were here last weekend, I think was the greatest message we've had in all the years we've done at the movies. Micah did an incredible job that's Would y'all agree with that? Also, last weekend, there were so many people at Bledsoe, God Behind Bars, that the guards had to say nobody else could come in. Come on, we didn't even, man, it was incredible. Way to go, guys, Bledsoe, Morgan County. Man, I'm, gonna, I'm coming myself and Zach. We're already working on some dates. We're going to come. We're going to be with you guys. Lisa, incredible job. Just God is doing so much stuff. So whether you consider yourself someone of faith or you're just looking for a sip of something different, and we're thrilled that you're with us this weekend. You'll make our worship more meaningful just by being with us. And we hope this weekend the message helps you to take your next step to find something that is more filling and finding what you have been looking for. Our hero, Indiana, returns and went from a, an adventure, and when he does, he finds some exciting and some really troubling news that leads him to a crusade to find something that is that he has been looking for and in search of his whole life. 
Hard to resist, isn't it? The Holy Grail's final resting place described in detail. What good is it? This Grail tablet speaks of deserts and mountains and canyons. Pretty vague. Where do you want to start looking? Maybe if the tablet were intact, you'd have something to go on, but the entire top portion is missing. Just the same, an attempt to recover the Grail is currently underway. After the Grail was entrusted to Joseph of Arimathea, it disappeared and was lost for a thousand years before it was found again by three knights of the First Crusade, three brothers to be exact. Two of these brothers walked out of the desert 150 years after having found the Grail and began the long journey back to France, but only one of them made it. And before dying of extreme old age, he supposedly imparted his tale to a, to a Franciscan friar, I think. Not supposedly, Dr. Jones. This is the manuscript in which the friar chronicled the knight's story. It doesn't reveal the location of the Grail, I'm afraid, but the knight promised that two markers that have been left behind would. This tablet is one of those markers. It proves the knight's story is true. But as you pointed out, it's incomplete. Now, the second marker is entombed with the knight's dead brother. Our project leader believes that tomb to be located within the city of Venice, Italy. Our project leader has vanished, along with all his research. We received a cable from his colleague, Dr. Schneider, who has no idea of his whereabouts or what's become of him. I want you to pick up the trail where he left off. Find the man, and you will find the grail. You've got the wrong Jones, Mr. Donovan. <laughs> Why don't you try my father? We already have. Your father is the man who's disappeared. I left your father working in the library. He sent me to the map section to pitch an ancient plan of the city. When I got back to his table, he'd gone with all his papers, except for that scrap which I found near his chair. Roman numerals. Here is the library. Marcus, I've seen this window before. Where? Right here, in Dad's diary. You see? Look, Indy. The Roman numerals. Dad was onto something here. Well, now we know the source of the numbers, but we still don't know what they mean. Dad sent me this diary for a reason. Until we find out why, so just we keep it to ourselves. Find something? Uh, yes, three, seven, and ten. That window seems to be the source of the Roman numeral. My God, I must be blind. Dad wasn't looking for a book about the knight's tomb. He was looking for the tomb itself. Don't you get it? The tomb is somewhere in the library. You said yourself it used to be a church. Look. Three. Three. Seven. Seven. Ten. And ten. Now, where's the ten? Look around for the ten. Seven, 
marks the spot. Boy, movies sure can make it seem easy, don't they? X never marks the spot. Come on. For the woman at the well in our story, she's not looking for an X marks the spot encounter with God. She's just looking for a drink of water. So when a Jewish man stops and asks her for a drink in verses 9 and 10, therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, how was it that you, being a Jew, asked me for a drink since I'm a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Like most of us, the woman at the well, she's just looking for a physical drink. She's looking for something that she can see and taste and, and drink from and wash in. That's what she's looking and so Jesus said, I will give you living water. She thought he was just talking about clean, pure water because in the biblical times, living water was flowing water. It means it was a brook or a stream or a river. That's why they baptized in, in, thing, in clean water, in flowing water. So let me ask you a question. Are you ready for the race? I'm ready. What are you filling your cup with? What are you filling your life with? There are a lot of us here this weekend, and maybe you just see church as something that you sort of fill your life with, something that maybe cleanse you or your family up, a little more pure, but that's not what Jesus is talking about at all. A pure, clean hour of worship and studying the Word together, that's not what Jesus is talking about, because eventually you're going to finish your popcorn, drink your sodas, we're going to say amen, go outside for baptism, but you'll eventually thirst again you will be thirsty for more. Maybe you're like me. You've tried to fill your life with other things. The things that never fill for me, I try to fill my life with drugs. What are you filling it with? See, don't miss this, this, the truth that Jesus is talking about in John chapter four. See, I'm not, I'm not talking about what you've been searching for, but I'm, I'm talk, he's talking about something that fills your soul, not from without, but from within. Say, wait a minute, Pastor, if the church and Christianity isn't going to fill me, then what am I supposed to be filled with? What am I supposed to do? The woman asked a great question, the same question to Jesus in verse 13 through 15. Jesus answered her and said, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. Whatever drinks of the water that I give shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give will become a well of water springing up to eternal life and the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty, nor come all this way out here to draw. The movie in search for the, really the same thing that she was in search for, the Holy Grail. That so everyone from the Nazis to Indiana Jones to his father are crossing over the desert. They're crisscrossing all over the world, trying to get their hands on what they think that if they drink from that cup, it'll fill them and they will live forever. But it takes more than wanting to receive eternal life. It takes believing. What do you say, Jones? Ready to go down in history? As what? A Nazi stooge like you. The Nazis? Is that the limit of Eurovision? The Nazis want to write themselves into the Grail legend. Take on the world. Well, they're welcome. 
But I want the Grail itself. The Grail is mine. And you're going to get it for me. Shooting me won't get you anywhere. You know something, Dr. Jones? You're absolutely right. Dad. Dad. when you're dead. The healing power of the Grail is the only thing that can save your father now. It's time to ask yourself what you believe. His father's book proved extremely helpful, help him keep his head on his shoulders, his feet, feet on solid ground, and help him do what seemed to be the impossible. That's why at Faith Promise, one of our, our number one values is that, that we put God first. And we challenge everyone to get in a daily, re Bible reading pro daily Bible reading plan with us so that you will systematically read through this book which is the ultimate guidebook of God to help us walk through. Yet still believing, just believing that the scriptures are true is just part of really trusting God. Too many Christians believe that, man, I'm just gonna read my Bible, I'm just gonna go to church, I'm gonna do this Christian deal, it's all that there is. But Jesus wants us to know, just like he did at the woman at the well. Verse 23 to 26, an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Like the woman at the well, Indiana had been searching for something his whole life. And like the woman at the well who thought she was coming looking for water, Indiana thought he was on a quest to find the Holy Grail. Another artifact, another find, something to look at in museum, but Indiana's true quest was to find his father and not just find him, but to be reconciled with him and finally feel the love of a father that he had missed his whole life. So what are you searching for? You've got to listen carefully 
and choose wisely. The true grail will bring you life. The false grail will take it from you. There's only one way to find out. You have chosen But the grail cannot pass beyond the great seal. That is the boundary and the price of immortality. Christ follower, or maybe you're just someone looking for a spiritual drink. What is your holy grail? Remember the words of the night in that clip? The true grail will bring you life, but the false grail will take it from you. Jesus said, he that would lose his life for my sake will gain it, but he that keeps his life for himself will lose it. Don't be deceived. If you're chasing anything other than Jesus to fill you from within, and you know, the things that you're looking for, they may fill you from time to time. It may be okay, but you probably already now know by experience that that filling only lasts for a brief time. How incredible it is when Indy finds the cup and he pours the water over his father's wound and he is healed. And it's an incredible part of the movie. I, I love this movie. In just a few minutes, you're gonna get an opportunity, an opportunity maybe for some of you for the very first time to believe in and be filled by the power and transforming love of God, the pure living water, which is Jesus. And then we're gonna give you an opportunity to follow him in baptism. Now we know that, that the waters of baptism aren't magical movies that, that heal gunshot wounds, but they are the first step of those of us who believe. It's the first thing that we do after we have said yes and entered into a relationship with Jesus. Galatians chapter three, verse 27 says this, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. That's what we do. We put on the uniform. 
We clothe ourselves with him. We let the world know that we are no longer not owned by us. We are owned by him. We no longer follow our old values, and we now follow the heavenly values. So whatever brought you here this weekend, no matter what you're experiencing, what pain or problems you're walking through, we've all blown it. Come on, we've all done what the Bible says calls sin, hadn't we? The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all missed it. We've all blown it. Come on. We're all in the same boat. I love how, how people judge everybody else. Then Jesus said, you got, a big, you got a big honking tree hanging of your eye trying to pick a splinter out of your friend's eye. Are y'all? He, he had such a sense of humor, didn't he? It's incredible. But if you're If you're tired of chasing what you've been chasing and you're ready to receive the hand of the Father, God is reaching out. He's reaching out. See, you have been God's quest. As any was seeking for the Holy Grail, God has been seeking after you. So what are you grabbing a hold of? What are you filling your life with? What are you chasing that you might feel like it's just almost in your grasp And maybe it's time, just maybe, to let it go. We have got it. Come on. Elsa. Elsa, don't move. It's ours, Indy. Yours and mine. Elsa, don't cross the seal. The night warned us not to take the ground from here. can almost reach it. See, isn't that what the world does? The world promises us that if you will just reach a little farther, if you'll try a little harder, it's just that, but we never seem to get it because the promises of the world never come true. Let it go, Indy. Let it go. I want to challenge you this weekend to let it go. Let go of what you're holding on to to find joy and peace. Let go of what you're looking for to find significance and happiness. Let go of that which you think will bring you 
will fulfill your dreams and give you what you want. Let it go. Because the hand of God is reaching out to grab you. The outstretched, arm, out, the outstretched arms of our Heavenly Father are reaching out. Listen, he's not offering a religion and rules. He's offering a relationship. He's offering freedom and forgiveness and a brand new start. He's offering to wipe your slate clean. He's offering to forgive you and adopt you into his family. He is offering love and joy and the Holy Spirit beyond measure. What God offers freely, you can work for for a hundred years in the world and you will never get it. Let it go. I wish I could choose Jesus for you. Man, I wish I could reach up and grab him for you and just place him in your heart, but it simply doesn't work like that. Every one of us have to come to that point where we take that leap from the lion's head. We just gotta reach out there and say, I'm not sure what salvation's all about. I'm not sure what a relationship with God will be, but I believe it'll be better than what the world's given me. Man, it's time to reach out. It's an adventure. It is incredible. I've been walking with Jesus for 37 years and it gets better and sweeter. It is more fulfilling than anything this world has to offer. So come on, it's time. If you're thirsty for more of him, what's your next step? It's time, to, it's time to let go of what the world has. It's time to grab his hand and believe for the first time to move out of rules and relationship, out of religion and into a relationship. And then step into the waters of baptism after you have believed. So I invite you to do what Jesus did with the woman at the well, to worship him in spirit and truth. I invite you into a relationship with him. See, all of us come to God sort of messed up, don't we? Come on, let's be real. Lives are messy. The woman at the well had been divorced five times and now she's shacked up with her sixth. Her life was messy. She was out in midday when it was hot getting water because she wouldn't come out with all the other women and, and, and just feel their judgmental stares because of her life. And faith promise there are no judgmental stares. We're all real people with real problems wanting to experience the real love of Jesus. So man, we're not about, we're not about looking at you through judgmental eyes. We're about, we're about inviting you in because we've been forgiven, we've been adopted, and it's so good, we want you to get you some too, come on. So, if you're ready, at all of our campuses, I'm gonna lead us in a word of prayer. So we're gonna pray this together, this confessional prayer, and this is you opening your heart, because we've all sinned. We know that Jesus, God the Father, demonstrated his love for us, and that while we were sinners, enemies, while we were separated, Jesus died for us. And if you're ready to receive salvation and forgiveness with the heads bowed and eyes closed, I want you to pray this simple prayer with us out loud. We're gonna pray it with you. We're gonna let you borrow some of our faith as we take the leap from the lion's head. Pray this with us, dear Jesus. I know I've sinned. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. I confess you as my Lord. I put my faith in you. I will follow you. Write my name in your book 
Fill me with your spirit and I will live forever. Now with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you prayed that simple yet profound prayer with me at any of our campuses, would you just slip up your hand? Just slip it up. Our usher's gonna just slide a card into your hand. Just go ahead and slip it up. This card is to help you understand what your next step is. So just go ahead and hold them up till that usher drops a card in your hand. There we go, man. Oh, come on, every section. Oh, thank you, God. You are still saving, touching. All right, look up here. Now, that's the first good move. You've made the wise choice. You said yes to Jesus. Come on, that's the wisest choice you can make in all of eternity. Now the next wise choice, choose wisely. Don't choose poorly as, we, as, we, as happens in the movie. After you say yes to Jesus, there is an act of obedience called baptism. It's where, we, it's where you go under the water and you're wrapped up in Christ, Galatians 3.27. And we, man, we want you to know we prepared for you this weekend. As a matter of fact, we welcome you home. You're a VIP. We literally rolled out the red carpet at every campus. So just a minute, we got shorts, we got t-shirts we're gonna give you, we got towels, we got everything. In just a few minutes, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to get up and go out to get baptized and folks will talk, we're gonna worship. While you get ready, when the service is over, we're gonna go outside and we're gonna gather around the baptistries at every campus and we're gonna celebrate as people are wrapped up in Jesus, Romans 6, 4. So then we are buried with him through baptism. That liken to Jesus through the power of the Father, we are raised to walk in a brand new life. Come on, somebody, man. Listen, is your life messy? Sure it is. Even some of us say, well, I'm not, I'm not even sure if I, about my baptism. Listen, baptism comes after salvation. I didn't know till I was 35 years old, I was baptized when I was eight days old. Didn't matter, wasn't my choice. Come on. Then I walked in aisle when I was 12, didn't know what I was doing, got baptized at 22. I surrendered my life to the Lordship of Jesus and knew what it meant after that. I was already reverend Chris Stevens when I got in the waters of baptism because I was gonna obey the command of scripture. And so man, it's time, it's time to do it. Are you ready? I'm gonna count to three at every single campus. If there's one or if it's a hundred, it doesn't matter. Don't look around. You be the first one to jump up. Are y'all ready? Come on, Blunt County, come on, Farragut. Come on, God behind bars. Here we go, here we go. One, count with me. Two, three, let's go. Go ahead, come on. Let's go. There we go, come on. Come on. Come on, say yes. Choose wisely. Say yes. All right. Okay. Now online, the God behind bars in Pellissippi, it's us together. If you prayed that prayer and you didn't get up, I want you to do me a favor. You can still get up and leave and go out. There'll be people pray with you, then take you to change the room for give you t-shirts, shorts, all this stuff, a towel. Or if you, wanna, you want some family to be here that maybe is not here, take the communication in front of you and just fill out the top part, check circle, I made a decision to follow Jesus. Check the second circle, I wanna be baptized. Just go ahead and write down when and invite your family and friends. There are already people that have driven out of state to come in to our campuses for, for family 
that are gonna be baptized. It's incredible. And so uh, if, you'll do, if you'll fill those cards out, put them in the offering bucket when it comes by you. Now, if, you, if you've had any contact with the outside world, you know that our friends in Houston are getting hammered. In fact, I was in Birmingham two days and a good friend of mine, Jeremy Foster, the pastor at New Hope, I mean, at uh, Hope City Church in Houston, was, was showing us e was emails and texts and calls. One of his staff members were trapped. The water was rising and they couldn't swim. And his staff guy was weeping on the phone, thought he was going to die. Jeremy sent, Jeremy sent helicopters. He sent airboats. And they're still sending and rescuing people right now. We've already said, hey, fake promise, we're going to help in that. So we're going to, we're going to send $50,000 for the rescue effort and ministry down there. So you need to understand when you're a faithful giver at Faith Promise, your money is not just about what we do at Pell or Farragut or Blunt, Blunt or Anderson or Online or GBB or all of our campuses. No, if there's a need around the world, you're already giving to it. You just need to understand. Come on, some of our staff is in the Bahamas now. And so, man, Jeremy down there helping and Lindsey Stubbs are in the Bahamas. And so this, just understand when you're, when you're a faithful giver, it goes around the world. Some of you will give for the first time, way to go. Others of you are elevating your giving to the level of what we call a core. You're, you're gonna be a biblical giver at 10%. I'm so proud. Others are above that. And hey, listen, Heart for the harvest is coming. If you don't know what that is, you will. <laughs> you will. And so, but all the promisers, we need to be getting ready for that. I'm going to pray and our ushers are going to pass the offering uh, plates. We'll receive the offering and then we're going to worship while everybody gets ready. And then when the service is over, if you'll go out the, 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 new, the new entrance, entrance one, You'll see, the, you'll see the red carpet. We're going to go watch people get baptized. Is that cool? Yeah. Are you glad you came? Listen. Get online tonight. Get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let people know. Don't miss tomorrow. It's going to be incredible. Father, you're so good to us. We're so blessed. Father, I pray for this offering. Everyone that will participate, people that will give, single moms and, and single dads and people who are struggling still, who are faithful in obeying you, God. I pray that you would heap blessings. I pray you'll use it in the Bahamas, in Houston, around the world, and down the street to touch people, real people with real problems, that they'll experience the real love of Jesus. Blessed Father is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, give him a shout of praise as we get to give.